Thanks for calling Castell Insurance. This is James. How can I help you? James, this is Joey Gingola. Mr. Gingola. What's up, man? Man, just another day in paradise. What's up with you? Not much. How you doing? I can't complain. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Gingola. Let's get into it. Yeah, it's a couple of different reasons. Number one, it's weather related. We're like the most mild climate in the Northwest. So we're in a little microclimate called rain shadow. So we get significantly less rain than Seattle. I think it's actually close to like the average actual rainfall of, you know, San Diego or something like that. The difference is it's not, you know, it's not 75 and 80 degrees year round here. It's still Northwest temperature, but it's mild. So people can be outdoor year round. And then when you get outside of big booming cities, you don't have all the tax burdens and stuff like that. People can move from California and Colorado and different areas and they can afford a lot more here in a better climate. Better climate? I want to pump the brakes right there. That was my good buddy, James Castell of Castell Insurance in Squim, Washington. And, all right, I don't really know. I've never been to the Pacific Northwest. I guess really not Pacific-ish, but the Northwest, if you will. I've always wanted to go. I have this, like, fantasy of what it's actually like up there. And I feel like I should do, like, some type of vlogging activity when I get there. I don't know. Somebody invite me out and let me know what it's really like. This is probably not true at all. It has nothing to do with insurance. But um, I just want to wear flannel, maybe cut down a tree. And I guess I'm not really entirely sure what else might happen in the Northwest. Never been, though. Probably should go and realize that that's not what happens. Anyways, James, maybe I'll come visit. Anyways, uh, in, in all seriousness, why are we listening to James talk about his slightly maybe better, just not as rainy, but not as warm weather from San Diego? Why are we listening to that? It's James understands why people come to his town, what the what the niche of his town is, if you will. He understands his audience and exactly what type of people live there, relocate there, and they use that to their advantage. Now, if you remember from uh, the first episode that James was on, uh, episode 275, something, something, face-to-face, like what happens when you meet face-to-face, I think. And that's going to give you all the indication that you need that they do things a little bit differently at Castell Insurance. And, you know... It's, uh, it's, it's, it's challenging to actually take into account the thing that even though it might be against what somebody else is telling you, but you're seeing it working for yourself. And that should never really be, you know, lost in this whole process of if you are getting results, then keep getting results. It's just a matter of at what point do you think you might stop getting those results or when might the, the, the jig be up? <laughs> yeah, if you will. And that's, that's really what James is talking about of, of knowing his audience, right? And that's all it is, whether it's a, it's a real audience, like in the real world or an audience online, a niche or something, it's just knowing that and how do you play to it and how do you cater to that? Because when you find yourself accepting the reality of the situation, things tend to get a lot easier. And it sometimes becomes where we want to just force a square peg round hole because we've been told this thing works. This thing is the way that it needs to be done without really 
taking time to fully understand and diagnose and possibly dissect the context of the situation. That is my buddy James. And again, this you know, squim sounds like a little magical, mythical place somewhere just just east of, of Seattle. I don't know, an hour maybe east. I, I'm making up my geography's terrible. Again, I've never been, never been. Um, but yes, when you can do that, then you have a better chance of relating to those people and you ultimately just can create a referral machine because people will do your bidding for you. You know, honestly, we have just created a pretty faithful following of foot soldiers out there referring for us, our current clients. You know, they meet neighbors, people come to town, the, all the local pharmacies, all of the local doctor's offices. For whatever reason, probably because it's a numbers game, there's no real competition for the Medicare business in our area. Easy, I know, just hold on, easy. I mean, we got to sneak a little bit of this in here. I know we don't talk about Medicare or health insurance all that often, but listen, it's still a thing and people do it and sell it and we can have our moment too, James. This is, we're just gonna, we're just gonna pretend like this is you and me time right now. And again, I'm not, I'm not really one for the Medicare game either, but uh, James is playing to his audience, right? They, they were, their health insurance shop, they've kind of gotten away from that in some ways but personal lines focused and they're, they're dealing with, Hey, listen, you know, they've, they've, they don't have much competition when it comes to the Medicare scene, the game, because again, it's a, it's a small town. They know their audience. They know why people are coming there. They're relocating in a lot of cases. So they're, they're right there waiting and there's nobody else uh, to compete with. And again, it's something that maybe you highfalutin commercial agents, kind of dismiss in some ways because it feels as we're going to get to in a second, you know, it doesn't feel like you're making much ground, but, uh, you know, believe me, I've, I've done the math myself and uh, depending on the success rate, depending on the success rate and the amount of time it takes you to close business, I promise you in a lot of cases, a Medicare policy, and even dare I say an individual health insurance policy with the right number of people on it, is going to end up being more profitable than your average restaurant commercial policy, dare I say. I don't wanna I don't wanna go crazy, but anyways, this is back to the point of doing things your way and not really getting caught up in what you think you should be doing. Instead, it's focusing on what is working. And and again, I it, this does sound like a little like kind of majestic. You remember that movie Jim Carrey did, The Majestic? It feels like that's like the town that James lives in in some way. And it kind of feels like an interesting place that I would really like to experience at some point. This is really just one big pitch for me to, to go there. I don't know why I'm talking myself into this on this podcast. But anyways, uh, I'm glad we could share that moment together. And it's this idea that, you know, they've been able to develop this this referral machine based around the idea that, well, they're the only ones that are going to lean into this whole Medicare thing because, you know, people are busy, you know, banging away in that home and auto or whatever else have you. And in Medicare, who has time for that? But again, you have to take a, a good long look at what it actually takes to get these policies in force because, if you can turn and burn them fast enough, if you can be efficient enough in the in, in the way that you do business, then it's really gonna make that a whole lot different. It's gonna make it an entirely different world uh, because that allows something to really become better than you think. 
You know, it seems like, you know, and this was the same with the ACA. It seems like you're making peanuts per household, but yeah. when you start yep. adding all of those up and the retention, because there's no one out there really drumming up as competition, the retention has been pretty phenomenal. I know. The words Medicare and ACA mentioned on one show. The level of blasphemy that I have allowed to ensue here is just really appalling. I apologize. I'm kidding. I, I, I'm actually enjoying it. So, again, much like what we were talking about, maybe I got ahead of myself a little bit in that last clip, or maybe this clip is a little more similar to his Medicare comment than I thought, but it's the same concept of that you think you're making, you know, you dismiss something based on appearance and 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 what you think is hard or not hard. And I've had a lot of people say to me, you know, you know, health insurance is too confusing. I can't keep up with all the changes. And... Again, I think it's really just more about aptitude and tolerance and appetite and what you enjoy and what you find interesting. Uh, and maybe, again, maybe there's just not enough, but I promise it's not that hard in, in a lot of cases. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it just doesn't feel that hard to me. Maybe I don't know. But uh, it's it's about really taking the time to understand. Again, I'm doing like a simple commercial policy feels like a nightmare to me personally. But, um, you know, whatever. I, I think back to, you know, what James is saying, it's better than you think. It's better than you think. And that's where you really have to spend the time to take a look at at what is below the surface, the, the overall, uh, you know, the difficulty of acquisition, the competition. Again, you know, if you look at the average, you know, length of maybe a policy that you're keeping now, if that's only a two, maybe three years versus, you know, getting something locked down on Medicaid, 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 Medicare, then, you know, that's, um, you know, you're looking at, you know, maybe like a 10 year retention on that or whenever it's actually going to roll up and you're going to stop getting paid. Anyways, there's a lot of factors to take into account and just, and, and I mean, again, established agents, agencies that are fully comfortable with what they're selling and what they're doing. Maybe this is just a, big giant conversation of nothingness to you but i feel like it's i feel like it's worth a shot right now because i'm not i'm not convincing anybody to sell one thing or the other that's really just it's really just uh, really more of a conversation about looking a little bit deeper at opportunities that you might have initially just kind of casually dismissed and that that's you know i don't hear I guess I don't hear tons of those stories. It's everybody's usually chasing the same thing. And it is the personal lines home and auto where, you know, we're 80% personal lines or whatever it is. And how do I, how do I get attention and how do I cut through on that? And it's like, well, you know, I mean, there's, there's certainly ways, but you're dealing with literally the most competitive kind of word and phrases on the internet. I'm not making that up. Like that's like factual. It just, it's the most expensive way to go when, when cutting through that noise. And there's certainly ways to, to get around it and all that fun stuff. But again, if you feel like you're just doing it just to do it, maybe there's another way. And I guess it probably has to do with a lot of the, you know, the, Hey, we were born out of this captive world. And that's really what we kind of grew up on. And, and you hear people saying, well, I'd really like to diversify. I'd really like to flip that. I'd really like to have more commercial business or whatever else have you. Turn that commercial business into maybe life insurance, maybe health insurance, maybe Medicare. Who knows? The I guess the overall kind of 
lesson, if you will, from this is James understands exactly who he has available to him, and he knows what works for his agency. He's not necessarily afraid to serve that specific person, that audience, in a way that they are ultimately demanding, and then that in turn is creating an experience that compels people to want to tell other people that these guys get it right. They understand us, and they're willing to really look and go beyond the surface and and do something that most people in that area have maybe long surpassed. And you never know about those opportunities, what might happen, what might kind of unfold until you actually really dive in and take a good look. What's one meal that you know that there are very few ways that you're going to be able to come out on top when this is all over? For me, for me, it's it's fettuccine Alfredo. I don't know if you've ever. It's just it's just not going to end well. Meaning, I mean, if you've never made your own Alfredo sauce, I suggest that you try it at least once, so you know the full kind of severity of the situation as to how anybody could have ever thought that this would be a good idea for you know humans to endure. Because I tell you what, I mean, I don't let it happen often, but it does. You know, maybe maybe once or twice a year. Maybe, maybe three or four. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? It's hard to remember after 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 an Alfredo kind of experience. Uh, just what's your thing? <laughs> Joey at agencynation.com. Uh, I don't know because it's just there's no. It's so many, so many calories in one little thing. It's just it's not it's not good. You just can't resist it. It just it gets the best of you. <sighs> not fun. Joey at agencynation.com. What is your a weakness, I guess. What's the thing that just ultimately destroys you, possibly your arteries, and the longevity for you to kind of enjoy your, grand, your grandkids? I don't know. Just asking. I'd like to know because maybe we'll take a poll, maybe create some type of list, sign a petition of, of where we can all band together, maybe some type of support group. Feels necessary. Think, think, I think that might be something that's missing in, uh, in all of our lives. At any rate, uh, what shouldn't be missing in your life and really is actually one of the healthiest meals you could probably ever feed yourself or at least your agency elevate 2019 rapidly approaching just about 20 or so days away head on over elevateconference.com would love to uh, see it there we've got just a few tickets left so head on over grab one of those tickets if you think you are ready to come on out email me joy at maybe i might hit you with a a super special podcast listener discount and uh, would really like you to take the chance, come out, hang out and, and really have a good time because this is one of the most impactful insurance experiences you could have for you and your agency this year. Just putting yourself in that environment will allow you to um, have the freedom to think about things differently and possibly walk away with, you know, not just a bunch of good ideas, but a bunch of good people to help make sure that it actually happens. If you are struggling within your agency to get by and to get adoption or whatever it is, or even to kind of from the top down lead this thing and, and carry it through the rest of the agency, 
Elevate is the place to go to meet the agents that are doing these things that can help you with that journey. So again, elevateconference.com, check all, all the information. Hit me up, joeyandagencynation.com for a super special podcast uh, special, if you won't. Sure, why not? Super special podcast special. That's what we're going to call it. <laughs> joeyandagencynation.com.